Welcome to the second Oaken Bros podcast. How did you sleep last night? Not good. I have a little bit of cold. A little bit of cold? A little bit of a cold. Yeah. Not bad, though. I have a nine-year-old and a five-year-old, and they bring home every single bug. That'll do it. That's the reason why Sharon and I didn't have a third, because I was sick the entire time that my children were sick. If my children brought home a virus, I have an 11-year-old. Yeah. I have an 11-year-old boy and a six-year-old girl. She's going to be seven next month. And we wanted three. We, we've always, we talked about it before we got married and everything. And the amount of sickness that I, I had, I had a, like, like an eight-year sinus infection <laughs> until like it's gotten much better. Like my daughter's now in second grade and like she's less sick now. But my son just graduated fifth grade in June and he had the adenovirus. Well, he got that from my son, Zachary. No, he didn't. Zachary forgot it first. And then You're we had right. Zachary's birthday party. You're right. You're and right. they were playing together. Yes. In, in, a, in a ball <laughs> and pit. Then, and then they had like this adenovirus, which is basically like the flu, but without the flu. And the kid's just exhausted, doesn't want to eat, and just lies on the couch all day long. I, we, I was supposed to go to LA with you. We had a party to go to. Right. And- you know, that's one thing. Like if, if our children have a sore throat or something, right. we'll, whatever, we'll still go. But when your son's tonsils. Just checking everything. Go yeah, ahead. it's fine. It looks good. Because we don't have Anthony here Anthony's today. Anthony's very busy in New York, so he couldn't be here today. Anyway, his tonsils were literally touching each other. He was running 103 fever for the entire week. So like the, the sinus infections got less, but like when they get sick as they're older, man, it's like crippling to them. So while we're talking about children, why don't we talk about how we're grooming them yeah. to- Or to how we work, were groomed How too. we were groomed and how we're grooming them to come work at BLS. Absolutely. So it's from the day, at least I know I was from born- From the day he was born. He was trouble. He w- for those Rocky Horror fans out there. So from the day we were born, we were always groomed to come work at BLS, like it wasn't ever a question. I wanted to be a movie director. That, yeah, that was my like, pipe dream. Right. Um, but no, I, I knew I was going to end up here. I wanted to be a movie director. And it turned out I still am living that mm-hmm. somewhat of a dream to write and be part of another industry other than what we're doing. Mm-hmm. But no, I always knew I was going to be here. Right. We still had to get an education. But you know, we, we want... That, the, was the, that was the criteria for mom and dad. Right. You can't come in here without an education. However, I absolutely despise school my, still do I, I know my nephew takes after me your son hates with a capital h right and we keep telling him at school i gotta tell you something real quick i don't want to get off the subject too much they don't give homework today yeah i know we just learned that yesterday it was open school night i used to have i used to and I, I i kind of like told alex alex is my son you're gonna have mountains of homework come the fall i told him all summer and he's like, no, no, I can't do this. I, it's fine. I got through it. Mommy got through it. You're fine. <clears throat> what happens the first week? He's like, I had a sheet of math and I did yeah. it at lunch. I'm yeah. like, where's yeah, no, the we, book we, report? Where's everything? He's like, they're not giving homework. We spoke to Zachary's kindergarten teacher and they said, we want to do all the learning in school. And when the child gets home, they should relax and hang out with mommy and daddy and play. They're 30 years too late. Yep. They're it's 30 years too late. That The school finally caught up. It's finally some, you know. The younger generation is now running the education system. And this is how it should have been from day one. Right. Yeah. You know, so while we're, while we were big on education, we're definitely bigger on real world education 
And growing up with our parents, every day was an education on the company. Mm -hmm. At the dinner table, we would talk about what was going on during the day. My parents would throw parties in Los Angeles, and we were invited, and we went. Just dispatching. Right. Yeah, or we just would, taking we, taking reservations. During the summertime we would right. yeah, we would we would sit in dispatch in LA or in New York. Right. And we we, and then just, we were soaking it all in. And then we'd have to go back to school and learn about chemistry. And it's like, you know, I understand why school exists, but there's nothing that we're learning yeah, if there. If you're has gonna go to school if you're gonna go to school, get a, a practical degree right. that can give you a license for something. My son asked me the other day, right. my daughter asked me, she's smart as a whip, she says why am I learning this? And I didn't have an answer for her. I don't know why she's learning about geography. You know, well, I guess it is important. Kid, kids have to be well-rounded. You yeah. Can't, you know. Give me one fact from ninth grade earth science. One fact. Exactly. You're That's asking, my point. Asking the wrong guy. Look. Because <laughs> <laughs> for the record, I, I barely passed. I, I barely passed school. and I cheated. I, yeah. I cheated in school. I, I didn't... I didn't care about it enough. I cared about school, but I would. I had a network because I, I couldn't study. I couldn't retain the information. It was boring well, to me. Hang talk on about second. the business that you started in school. Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But in order to pass, I still had to pass. That mom and dad's requirements were just pass. Go to school, show up, be respectful, and just pass. I didn't have to get A's. Just get, I didn't just have to get, get through it. Just get right. through it. So in order to get through it, I used to have... Um, I used to have these friends that I would sit next to and I would buy them lunch and say, do me a favor, lift up your arm during the test or like, you know, move your arm to the side or something so I could take a look. And I would, I don't know if you could see it like this, but I would cover my eyes like this and I would look to the side. Um, right. And I would pass. It was one year. This is really funny. Linus Fang, Linus, fan or Fang or something. Great kid. Shout out to Linus. I haven't seen him in 30 something years, but I, w I was in seventh grade math with him and he let me cheat off of every test. And this kid was brilliant. And I'm getting straight A's in math. And I had to calm down a little bit. I had to show, like, I was like Dash in the final race of The Incredibles, where, like, right. I had to slow down and say, all right, I'll get a B. Because if, if, if this kid's not in my next class and I'm failing every single test, they know something would have been wrong. Right. So, um, so I wrote a book called The University. Right. And The University is about... By Michael Samuels. By Michael Samuels. Big plug for the book, The University. And it's about... Um, education and although we believe education is very very important um if you follow your dreams education is kind of not needed in the school setting right. now i'm going to give you like a few names walt disney uh abe lincoln steve jobs steve jobs um johnny depp uh nicholas cage john travolta a lot of different actors i think tom cruise too none of them graduated high school and what they did peter jackson lord of the rings peter jackson he went and he followed his dreams. And these are, movie these are brilliant people. Right. And yeah. and they're worth, I just checked the other day. I don't know why I checked, but Peter Jackson's worth, I think, like $400 million. Right. It's incredible. Right. All without an education. All without a high school you education. Have to your, you have to follow your dream. Right. We're not going to say who Michael spoke to, but Michael spoke to one of the biggest directors of all time when he was a kid because we used to answer the phones in the kitchen. That's right. So Michael would say, hi, BLS, how can I help you? Yeah, I was, and, and then the, I was six years and old. And that, direct, yeah. that director said, who's this? And Michael would say, I want to be a director when I grow up. And yeah. Michael, what did they say? This director, who directed some of the greatest films in the history of cinema. And we're not going to reveal who. We won't, because we all signed confidentiality agreements at BLS. He said, kid, 
drop out of school, yep. come to LA, and he's like, make movies. Yep. And that yep. was it. Yep. And I didn't do that because my mom wouldn't let me, uh, especially when I was six years old. But um, it really is when you have a passion for something, you kind of have to go to school because it's the law. I mean, that's why I tell my kids. I told my son, oh, Alex is going to listen to this. He's like, it's not the law. I think it is the law. <laughs> because he's like, maybe I don't have to go to school. I'm like, no, no Alex, no, it's you, the law. Listen, you got to listen. Fundamentals, read, write, math. Obviously, those things you take for granted, but those you will learn when you're, you know, in kindergarten, first grade. Sure. Those those are when you learn those those skills, and that stays with you for the rest of your life. I still sign my M like my second grade teacher right. taught me to. After, after that, for me, no, I know you. I'm not. It. I'm not into it. So I went. I I graduated high school. Graduated Sias at high school. Nineteen class of 1996, and then I went to CW Post, and I got an English degree. And my mom and dad wanted me to have a practical application in case that my parents, our parents were always. We're preppers. Um, so we, yeah, we, 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 have ba- we have backup plans. So they wanted me to get an education degree. So I got an English major and I got a minor in education. It was great because there was a lot of girls in education and allowed me to date and, you know, learn from have girls. Fun. Right, right. Have fun. So I, um, I did that. I graduated in three and a half years from CW Post. And I was ready to come to the business. My parents like, no, you have to become a lawyer. And I, that was that was torture. So I have a photographic memory, which is sometimes a blessing and a curse. And they wanted me to, you know, to run their legal department. Um, so I took my LSATs. And I think I purposely failed the LSATs because Did I- Did you take it twice? I took it like six times. Yeah. And, and they kept right. putting me in Kaplan courses and- you know, take it again, take it again, take it again, because they really wanted me to go to a local school. Dad's mantra was, get a degree. You don't have to become a lawyer. You just have to know general basics. He's like, I'll buy you a law firm. You know, and it was, the, I did it wasn't, not. Yeah, no, like once we were I done I fought them school, tooth and nail. Right, well, right. no, I wasn't done. So they go, no. you're still not coming into the business if you don't bring, you're not coming with an English education degree. You have the backup degree, but now you need something to do for the company. So I went to Hofstra. I graduated in three and a half years from CW Post. I went to Hofstra for one year. I got a four, two-year degree in one year in finance. And that was an, another undergraduate degree. And then I went back to CW Post and I got my master's in business. And that was great. I really enjoyed getting my master's because um, the my, I always say, always lead it up to the final class, which was- Let up. Let up? What did I say? Lead it up. Lead, let up. Let up? Yeah. Okay. I was. That's my- that's my master's education right. talking. <laughs> my English education talking. See, and I <laughs> and I, I only got an associate's in college because I just and wanted that. And my par- my parents respected that, and they're just like, "All right, come on into the business." I, well, they were done I, with you. Yeah, they were. Well, they well, were. Done. I was. I, I gave up way too much of a fight. I I you were, I, kicked, were, I kicked and screamed. I remember you gave yourself mono. Yeah, mono's I, the kissing disease. You didn't kiss any girls, but no. you still got mono. Exactly. <laughs> I'll never forget. Yeah, I walked no, into. I, I you kicked were, and screamed. The minute I could just come work here, that's all I wanted to do. Yeah. And the first project that I took on was the doing brochure, the website. Well, yeah. The first project I took on was the brochure. Right. I I took on the website, and it's that's been a twenty year project. Every single day, we update it. Every single day, we we enhance it, and. uh yeah, that was my first project, and I absolutely love it. You still do, but you know it. But then, on, from then on, just the education didn't. Well, I'm sure a lot of it did carry over. 
I learned so much more here from mom, dad, all the people that work for us, our clients. You know, it, it, it's what an amazing was, experience. What was one of the most life-defining lessons at BLS for you? I could tell you mine, and I'll I, I don't you, want, I'll I don't tell want you to forget what it, what it is. You know, I Biting never, off more than you could chew. That was mine. Remind me to say that when you answer One of the question. most important things that I learned in business and when you're going out to see clients, and I didn't go out to see clients a lot up until maybe about three or four years ago and when I started doing it more. And I would go, and Michael and my mom had this amazing personality and this amazing shtick. And we they, still do. And Yeah. And they could come out and hold court. They can hold a room. And I realized, I'm like, you, you had the personality of cheese whiz. Yeah, you, I, you I, real, no I realized that I had to come out with something and I had to come out with a shtick and whether you, whatever you have to go out and talk about, you have to have an arsenal of things to say. 100%. You have to talk about whatever you know the most about. The so, point of selling is to not sell. Exactly. And, and I learned that from mom. I learned that from Marilyn. Yep. Marilyn comes in, she wants to talk about how she cooks meatballs. And let me tell you something. Marilyn's if you want to live- Marilyn has to make you her sausage and peppers and meatballs because they're, and I, we don't eat carbs. We're going to have Marilyn on. Once, Eventually. Once we get more cameras, we we, we, we were yes. having some technical difficulties before starting this, but we Yeah, uh, we I would have given up. up, but Eric Eric and Anthony persisted and we're finally up and yeah, running I was now. bothering Anthony. I just want to say for the record, I don't think it's coincidence because we believe in the universe. Mm-hmm. The minute we started our podcast, the, minute, the day our podcast went live, record. we had our record reservation day of the amount of reservations that we took in and then not only that this week has just been day after day of record of number of rides dispatched mm-hmm. been absolutely phenomenal that's all because of the podcast because 80 people saw the first episode yeah so we have 80 more reservations <laughs> because <laughs> no that's but not it's, that's it's not, not a coincidence truth. i think the more we put ourselves out there and the more that uh we put out good vibes good vibrations 100%. we you know that's the key though eric is that your words are everything that if you're going to put out it's dead it's terrible it sucks i hate this oh my god they're so annoying that's going to come right back to you that shit's like a boomerang yeah and and that's what write it down make it happen by um i forgot her name but that was that was a great book write it down make it happen people's words you have sixty thousand thoughts a day that's a fact if you say negative shit for most of the day it just manifests for you and it's hard to think good but it's it is. easy but it's, once no it, you know what it, i want to say it's hard at the beginning and then all of a sudden once you recognize and then you start seeing results about just about changing your thoughts amazing things happen 21 days to form a habit this is over my desk 21 days to form a habit 90 days to make it a lifestyle yep and if you do something for 21 days it will become a habit of yours to wake up or and meditate i started meditating again and you can't believe the stuff that happens in your life when you meditate. It, it's I like can. I don't. I don't personally meditate. Try it. Maybe I do download. It. Maybe one of I the do apps. it in some form. No, no. Download an app. Download. I have um um. I forgot the name of the app. It's it's wonderful. And hold on one second. It's called mindfulness. Right. Okay. Download mindfulness and just do ten minutes. You can't believe how impossible it is to meditate. My mind is going, did I pay that bill? Oh, man, did I call that person back? Uh, I wonder who's going to email me today. Did I finish that RFP, blah, blah, blah. And you go, no, I have to focus on breathing in and breathing out. And it calms you. Honestly, I'll, I'll take the opposite side coin of that. I'm not into it. Yeah. I, I, I don't have patience to I do wasn't, that. I, I, right. I, I, I like having thoughts. I like having 
going through mm-hmm. my day and going through what I have to do tomorrow constantly. Mm-hmm. And it's, I guess it's just my comfort zone. That's fine. But to, to each their own. I am willing to try anything. Sure. If it means that, and I've tried meditating in the past and I feel that it got me to a certain level in my writing career, that I was meditating a lot when I was writing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like all the, these great ideas were flowing into me. And I was only doing it for 10 minutes a day and I was doing it laying down. If, you, I, if I was doing it before bed, and I did it for 10 minutes, I was asleep in three minutes. I mean, when I hit the pillow, I'm out. But waking up, I always found it funny. It's like, I just slept seven and a half hours. I'm gonna wake up, I'm gonna close my eyes again. You know, it's like, you just slept. Why are you meditating? Something about it, this magical thing happens. I, I mean, get, do if you could do something for a week. I guess I can try. I, be I curious, just, I know, but honestly, I have no interest in doing it. Yeah, I know. I, I know. I have no, I have no interest in Maybe doing it's it. gonna make you less nuts. I'm not nuts. You're crazy. I don't know what you're talking about. You, you know, yeah, absolutely. If you if you feel you that what, it doesn't, know, if you don't need help from it, then there's nothing that I can say that's going exactly. to allow uh, to help you. But maybe there is something in your life that you don't even realize that you're reacting that to. Very well could be. Yeah. You know, what I find fun to do with my mind is we'll have a, a problem or mm-hmm. pre- or a predicament or something that needs a solution mm-hmm. and i will sit down and it's usually while i'm driving or showering when you're just doing where, where you're doing something where you don't have to necessarily concentrate fully on it and mm-hmm. i and i say to my i say in my head you're gonna find a solution right now the, mm-hmm. so, the solution is gonna happen that's your you're talking to your right. subconscious and and you know that conference call that we had i called you guys at nine o'clock last night mm-hmm. and uh two nights ago and i said mm-hmm. i have an idea on how to fix this problem Mm-hmm. And we're like, okay, you know, let's call lawyers. Let's let's go and find out. And we're going down that rabbit hole, and it's looking like it's a good solution. Mm-hmm. That happened because I sat down, I hunkered down, and I said, "What's the solution?" Mm-hmm. And then it pops in. That's the subconscious, right? That's where right where you have to make your subconscious. You have to talk to your subconscious like a genie, and you have to say, "Give me the answer yep. to." Yep. I want to implement this, or I want to implement that, and literally, some it could take a year. Yep. It could take five minutes. Mm-hmm. If I need to write a story, I ask my subconscious for it and it will give me that story, whether it's in a dream or an inspiration. Mm-hmm. I'm sure someone scientific can tell me, no, it's a brain cell that's meeting with another brain cell and it's coming out with that idea. No one knows where consciousness comes from. I mean, that's that's a whole other podcast that we can talk about. But when it comes to the lessons that you learned here, my biggest lesson is biting off more than you can chew. Mm-hmm. When I was in, <clears throat> I think it was like sixth grade, I came back from school one day and mom and dad had pizza for us and I came in and I was ravenously hungry. Like I had like a light lunch. I had like a banana with like a bowl. Going through a growth spurt. Yeah, going through a growth spurt, exactly. Like my kids are going through now. And I took a bite of pizza and I was eating it and I took more bites and I took more bites. And it was really cheesy pizza. It was cheesy. Like hot. It was Ramos, right? We Ram- did, Ramos oh, pizza, Ramo- Plainview. Shout out Hicksville, I think. Hicksville. Big shout out to Ramos Pizza in Hicksville. We don't need it anymore. Plainview or Hicksville, I don't know. Yeah, Woodbury. Yeah. Right. So, okay. Go ahead. I digress. I took a bite of this pizza and it was magic. And I kept eating it and eating it and eating it. And mom and dad said, slow down, slow down, slow down. And I choked. First time in my life I've ever choked on food. You took out a hunk of cheese. I coughed it up myself. Right. I mean, I didn't give myself the Heimlich maneuver or anything, but I just, I, I had too much food in my mouth. I took it out. I swear to God, it was a handful of cheese. And that lesson till today, mom still throws that lesson in my face. If you bite off more than you can chew, you're going to choke. Yep. 
and that's you know we have a lot of <coughs> we have a lot of plans at BLS. We have a lot of plans with our lives, but if we're going to go spend too quickly, or we're going to take on more than we can or handle, or grow too quickly, or we're going to grow too quickly, you can mess it all up. And we have to be careful. And the trick is the trick is not to get new. The trick is to keep what you have, right. and to and to keep what you have happy. Well, yeah, ob- obviously it's all about relationship management, and I think everyone focuses a lot on new sales. And while that's important, I it's think not everything. It's though. not everything. Relationship management and keeping the people that are using you happy, keeping your employees happy. You know, you can. You know, I look at hiring and getting new sales as the same exact thing. You have to sell yourself. You have to sell your company to your potential hire to the mm-hmm. potential client that wants to use you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all about the long game of saying we have to keep these two groups of people happy. Absolutely. We have to, you know, employees, their happiness creates the energy of which our company runs and likewise for our clients. So if, if our job is to keep those two groups of people happy, we have to work at that every single day. You can't set it and forget it. I agree. And the idea of just more sales, more sales, more sales, growth is good. Growth is yeah, really no, good. Don't, don't get us wrong. Growth is incredible. We actually dabbled in hiring two salespeople uh, this like, past year. Yeah, last year we hired our, our fir- first our first two salespeople. Believe it or we've not, had, we've had we've actually we, had salespeople in the past, not, but, but it did we, not we didn't, work we didn't out. commit. We didn't. We didn't commit. We didn't commit fully. We weren't able to commit fully. But you know, we 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 hired our first two salespeople outside of you know we 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 would always the family would sell and the high ranking officials in the companies would come and sell and you know we got accounts but we never had. A salespeople, a sales force, a sales force, and right. we're and we're building that now, and it's exciting, and we're seeing results, and right? It, and it's but, amazing. But, but we are, we're not chomping at the bit for every salesperson that walks through this door and says, "I want a job with you," or anyone right. that re- reaches out on LinkedIn saying, "I want to, you know, I can bring you this, and I can bring yeah, you." I that. don't want to. I don't want to dilute what each person that we hired is doing. Right. That's not fair. It's not we fair. We, we don't, no. you know, we, it, doesn't we have someone to, it doesn't in, need to be a competition. We have someone in New York, we have someone in LA, and their accounts still cross over. Right. That LA person will have someone in New York, and that New York person is going to have someone right. in LA, and they're going to say, you know, well, that's one, my one account. Per, one person is running east, one person is running west, but as you know, the world is very small. Mm-hmm. So It's a small those, world after those, all. Those things overlap a lot. Yeah. That's always, it's a very interesting dynamic of, listen guys, we're all on the same team. Let's mm-hmm. work together. Let's get through this. And let's make the best decision for the company because if the company grows, then we're we're all better for it. Right, right. I'm all for hiring more salespeople. I think eventually we, just, we have to be smart know, about it. We we can't right. bite off more than we can chew. Well, that's that's the whole yeah. idea about pizza is that you know, um, pizza and sales. Pizza and sales. Pizza sales. <laughs> so what we really started talking about in the beginning here was our children and how we're grooming them. Mm-hmm. Alexander, Michael's son, is 11. Yeah. He's 11 years old. It's crazy. Man, and flu. And we anointed him. Uh, <laughs> Eric came vi- out with the title. Vice president of food and beverage. And basically, he goes in and stocks all the vending machines. On his days off. On his days off, you know, on Saturday mornings. And he takes it very seriously. He has, he has a spreadsheet. He has a profit and loss. And he, <laughs> and he gets, he gets a, uh, a hit from whatever profit that we make on it. But you know, listen, it just all goes right back into buying all the new snacks and stuff like that for right. for everybody. That's how I start. Oh, I used to go in with dad and I used to wash cars. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I used to wash cars. I used to shred paper. I remember dad gave me five bucks once and I thought that was amazing. Yep. 
I remember thinking, oh my well, God, listen, I got back, $5. Back in the early days, the billing office was run out of our house. So yep. we had we had a garage in Corona. We our had, grandmother was the CFO, Carol yeah. Carol Hornick. And there was and the garage was in Corona, Queens. And in Syosset, New York, we used to run out of the basement of my parents' house. So we had eight or nine people working in the basement billing answering phone calls photocopying photocopying so like we were just so part of it and if somebody needed help or like michael was answering the phone to take a reservation mm -hmm. uh you know it was it was a really different time and you know can you imagine I, I know, can you but, imagine still doing that today having all these people at like mom's house right. in the basement <laughs> you know like you know it was it was a blessing it was really a blessing 100%. for us because we're so ingrained in everything that we do here. When you think about it, it was really a beautiful experience for everyone. And those yeah. people that were working in mom's house are still here. Yeah, a lot of them are. You know? A lot of them are. They're, they're right outside that door over there. Yep. Um, you know, so I, I wish we can give our kids that type of opportunity. But like it's everything else, now. you can't replicate what was done for you. And that's not fair to do. You well, have what to go with. What happened the last week of the summer? Where did the kids want to come every day? Work. What'd they do? They, did they sit and you know play on their iPads? No, nope, no. Nope. My daughter wanted to answer the phones. She wanted to play Hello Bila. She called every single, she had an extension list and she <laughs> called every single person in the company and she wanted to find out what they're doing. Because what I do is I talk to everybody every single day and, and you took that over the day dad went into the hospital. Right. Dad, our father went into the hospital December 31st, 2017. January 1st came, 2018. Eric and I sat down at the desk. Dad wasn't here anymore. He was, he was, he was comatose. And, or he was intubated. And Eric said, uh, I'm taking we over. Ha we have to make decisions. We have to make decisions. And, and I took that over. And, you know, that's my job. I, I talked to every single one of our managers and Hallie, every single day, multiple times a day. And Hallie is clearly, she wants, she wants that job. Oh, she, she wants it. You have no she idea how many times kibitzing on the phone. You have no idea how many times Alex says to me, when am I coming to the palm? When am I, <laughs> when am I can I come to the palm for this dinner? Right. No, Alex, not yet, kid. Just the palms are go-to place when we take clients out because it's available in every city because you know what you're going to get. Three pound female lobster with extra roe all day. Ribeye, surf and turf. Yeah. We'll and uh, the the they have slab bacon. Oh my god, it's good stuff. I got a headache the last time I had that. I think there was in the Atlanta one. There was like sugar on it or something. It was good though. We could, could do a, could be worse. Do a food podcast. We should definitely do a food podcast. People will freak out the way we eat. They're probably like, "Oh, your cholesterol." So we're not we're not going to get into that now. Not now. I mean, we can, but down the road. Yeah. So, uh, Zachary, my son, um, obsessed with the shredder. He's five years old comes in that's a rite of passage here though yeah every, every kid does that and what kayla what does kayla do here kayla uh my mom our mom uh people should know that by now when i say my mom i mean our mom uh she has a book business and she we have an office dedicated just to her books right she uh she wrote 50 children's books more now i think it's 57 and her pen name is carol p roman and now it's brit london she's now writing uh like small romance she has novels. like an anthology and that's under all under Cal P. Roman. Look it up on Amazon. That's her. Not, that, that's not at nighttime when when you know yeah. everyone. But goes she's to sleep. she's always doing mailings. You know she she has she has a lot of uh you know uh, work to do with that. And Caleb will come in and yeah, Alex will come in and do the vending machines, and he'll take it very seriously. Caleb will come in and she will help um, organize the books, and she'll do the mailings, mm -hmm. like Eric said. Um, but they're serious about it and they're having fun with it. Yeah. They're not, they don't think of it as work. They think no. of it as, it, 
you know. But not only, you know, like we're not when we eat dinner at night, you know, six o'clock at night, six, seven o'clock at night at, at our house. I tell, I make it a point to tell them what's going on at work, what I'm doing, what's involved, what we're working on. And they, and Hallie will always ask, say, what happened with that, dad? Same. So Alex, Alex started doing that about a year ago where all of a sudden he took a huge interest in saying, dad, how'd that meeting go? How'd that conference call go today? Even when he's playing video games. Right. He's so enthralled in the video game. You know, listen, the reason why I'm pushing the business so much is because I know, I know the writing on the wall. I wasn't great in school. I wasn't very studious. I could never quite figure out how to study. My wife was the same way. That's probably why we found each other. And I see the writing on the wall with my kids. I'm not expecting them to be scholars. I'm not expecting them to be right. lawyers. I can't necessarily give them an amazing education like our uncle, who's the CFO of the company, gave his son an amazing education and he became a high power of attorney and he's rocking it and the kid's going to make mega, he, mega bucks. He's going to make mega bucks. Right. And that's amazing and that's an awesome career path. But I couldn't necessarily give that to my kids. What I can give to my kids is a business and I can teach them street smarts how to sell, how to make the proper decisions. How to communicate with people. And and what what happened with Hallie? That Hallie was born with a certain learning disability. She, yeah, she's she's learning my, my daughter's learning disabled and she has the what's called is she's globally apraxic. And what that means is there's a disconnect between her brain and her mouth and her gross motor movements and her fine motor movements. And she's fine, she's not autistic, but there's a uh it's hard for her to learn things. She, I was learning. I was learning disabled too. I was in resource room. I had trouble learning. I just couldn't quite grasp concepts. And like, there's still there's still times that you can't that I see that still populates. But there are things. There's a, yeah, but every, that, everyone's learning disabled a little bit. No, I agree with that. But there's some sometimes you'll talk to you and you know. But like I do that too, of course. And I was I was so, la learn, you know, labeled as learning disabled. Exactly. Getting back to Hallie, you know, she. You know, like with the things that you take for granted, raising a child, crawling, walking, talking. She couldn't do it. It had to be pulled out of her. Yeah. And that was, a, my, my wife and I got our asses kicked. If we would have had our son first, we would have been the cockiest parents in the world. <laughs> because our son, typical little guy, he's a terrorist. You know, But on top of that. He's delicious. But Hallie, she was a humbling experience. And we had to. Coupled dig, with the allergies. Yeah, dig down deep. Both of my children are allergic to dairy, eggs, peanuts, tree nuts, seeds, mustard, soy, corn, the whole nine yards. They're allergic to a lot of different foods. So allergies, learning disabilities, and it was it was hardcore. It really was. It, it was and really to see hardcore. You, to see you and Jen, you, guys you got the two of you though, you and Jen came out so much stronger and so much more determined Oh, to yeah. make it a comfortable experience for Hallie, but make her not feel like a freak. Make her not feel that she's different from other people. No, she, she, listen, she walks into school and like she, she owns she, yeah, it. She, she's in, she's in a, she's in a special class because it takes her longer to learn things. She's the only nine year old. She knows yeah. everybody in that school and everybody knows her. Yep. So it's, it's not about what you know, it's about who you know, mm -hmm. and it's about your personality. 100%. And from day one, you know, we, you know, our kids, but Mike, they're, they're nine to five, they both have cell phones, and we encourage them to make phone calls, to call each other, to. to What's the, what do the four kids do? I have two kids. They play, they, they every play, night. Every night they go on and they play Roblox together on their phones. 
and it's it's I think it's wonderful because it's a bonding experience. Hundred percent. And they can stay connected even though they're not in the same house together because ultimately it's the four of them that are gonna be taking over from us. Hundred percent. And I was talking to my wife Jen about this the other day. She's like, When do you think that you're going to retire? And I'm like Retire. What are you well, she's like, No, not retire. She's like, When are you gonna give more responsibility to the kids? I'm like I'm like, it just happens over time. It's gonna happen. And then naturally. you'll and then you'll know when it's ready. But you know, I'm she's like, so she's like, Are you ever gonna let let them go to on sales meetings without you? And I'm like, probably not. Mm-hmm. You know, probably we're, we're all going to be. Because, that's not true. But that's not uh, true okay. because hold, hold on. So we have a meeting um, next week to, in the city, right? We're going to the city. I'm next talking week. about the big trips. I'm talking. I'm talking. Of I'm course, ta- they're going to come with us. Exactly. Or, and, no, 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 no. Of course, we're going to go with them. That's that's I, that's what I'm saying. I I don't think that they will never go to L.A. alone without us. That they won't ever. That they're not going to go to L.A. without us. Yeah, I, no, I can't yeah, see no, it happening. I, I don't see it happening either. I really just because don't. There, there's so much at stake and there's so much legacy and there's yeah. so much relationships, it's going to take a lifetime to pass on. 100%. It's going to take a lifetime for them to know. Yeah. The same thing with But that's Ma- fine. But the, you know what? Listen, it's it's fun. I don't want to say it's not tiring. You know, no. traveling and, and doing all that stuff, it's it's, we went, it's exhausting. We went away this week. We were gone for a day. We had a presentation at a company. That's why my throat hurts. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I honestly don't know how our clients do it. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a wimp when it comes to traveling, right? Like, yeah, well, Michael does not like flying. Does not like is a very big <laughs> understatement. Big understatement. It's an understatement. He's, he's terrified of flying. He, he's. I'm not terrified. Yes, you are. It's not terrified. So, so, so there's, tell there, me. There's, so there's, there's a few things. So there, I'm not scared of heights, right? right? I'm not scared of heights. I'm not scared of uh, tight spaces. I'm not claustrophobic, but I figured, because I went through a course, I did an online course for fear of flying. And what I found out is I'm not, I'm not scared of heights, which is a natural human fear. Mm-hmm. I'm not scared of claustrophobia, which I believe is also another natural human fear. I think everyone's born with that. What I'm scared of is losing control. And the idea of being in a plane, being in a tin can with two people I've never met and I don't know their skill level. I don't know where, and they're going to take me 40, 35,000 feet in the air. There's something not. And if, what, what I tell him is, I don't know if anyone really likes flying. I mean, I don't necessarily like flying. Sharon's cousin but I don't, has his own plane, like his own little th- four-seater plane that he flies with his family. I sit and I track him on flight track 24 to see like, oh, where do you go now? Yeah, but what I'm trying to say is, you know, I don't like flying, but you got to do it. I There's despise no, flying i'm I, the idea of flying just, freaks me out just the put turbulence. on my put on my headphones get my ipad and i watch movies and that's it i have to see where i'm going i track the flight the entire way i'm nuts like that. honestly sitting next to him on the plane it, it's horrible I, I i start getting the jitters yeah i i freak out I so start, i start getting the jitters so yeah i i my energy on an airplane is not good it's not healthy however i've gotten much better i well, used to have because, to hold on because to of someone. The, the frequency of that we're flying we're flying at least once a month and it sucks and you know what i don't like <laughs> it absolutely sucks yeah, like on the, on the way to the airport he's impossible like we're trying to talk we're trying to game plan i'm not that impossible it, you're impossible and and he's just sitting there and he's just I'm in a simmering. Bad mood. He's in a bad mood. And then when, when, once, I have we land, once, he, once we land, then he's ready to go. Then he's ready to talk. Yes. Well, I have to, you know, it's the, Sharon says the same thing. She's like the night before you fly. She's like, I don't want to talk to you. Exactly. <laughs> I'm a fucking train wreck before I fly. 
I, I can't function. I feel like this is the last time that my feet are going to be touching the ground. I, I don't know why. I, I'll bet you in my past life, I must have died in a plane crash because I can't. And I, and I have it under control now more than I've ever done. Yeah. I used to have well, to hold on to mom when I was like, you know, between six and like 13. I used to have to hold on to someone's arm when we were taking off. It's a very real fear. You can't discount someone's fears. Thanks. No, you can't. <laughs> no, I agree. You know, because agree. to me, it sounds silly. And I'm sure to a lot of listeners, it sounds silly. But 100%. then also to, to, to the other half of them, they probably say, I get it. And I'm absolutely terrified of flying. I've flown alone. I've sat alone on airplanes. Um. But it's still the 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 the, the buildup to it is such a terrible. We've flown private. We've flown. My, our new favorite thing is JetBlue Mint. JetBlue Mint. Big plug to JetBlue Mint. They don't. They're not paying us a penny to do this. No, we pay them as a matter. We of fact. We pay JetBlue. <laughs> if I can fly on JetBlue Mint for the rest of my life, I'm a happy guy. We're yeah. all in on Mint. It's still uncomfortable. I have to know where the turbulence is going to be. I have he, has, he has an apps that tell him, and wherever, whenever we're boarding the plane, he always manages to find the pilots and, and talk to them. And I'm in the fucking travel industry, yeah. right? I had to come back to this life, and I had to say, I'm going to be in the travel industry to and, fly. And we're going to be on a plane and we're gonna have twice to be, a month. I, I'm going, we're going in a couple weeks to LA. Then I'm going with my kids. We're going to Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween in Orlando. Um, and then we're going to Atlanta. And then we're going to Chicago. We have trips for the next two months. That's just Not two months. Not good business for a guy who doesn't like flying. Right. And and if there's any chance that I could drive anywhere, I will. Because that's, that's why he drove. That's why it. he drove to D.C. Yeah. My wife wanted to fly. The kids wanted a road trip because they're going to play Roblox for five hours. <laughs> you know, me, I was a happy puppy. You know, I had my pork grinds. I was driving. It was wonderful. To, to know that I'd have to get to an airport to fly 45 minutes i'd rather just drive i don't care if it takes five hours to get there you're was, cool man i wish this fear would go away i really do you got to work on it you got to meditate about every it you got to ask the universe every but, you day. know like honestly look at the way that you're talking right you're, you're right you're absolute exactly right. you're absolute about your fear of it 100 percent. and however i've gotten much switch, better I, I understand but it's you're not you're not ready to embrace you want you're holding on to that fear you know you are yeah, you're not ready. This became to a therapy session. Yeah, but you're not ready. You're not ready. You're not letting go of it. No, and that's what your problem is. You're not asking the universe to be not afraid of flying. I've, I've because done it. you're too afraid to not be afraid. Hundred percent. That's very profound. That's the that's the title of this uh, podcast. You're too afraid. I don't not know what the title is. This episode too, because we always go fine. off on tangents. That's fine. But what are you afraid of? What's your biggest fear? Um, that uh, I'm not going to be around long enough to set my kids up wow that's my biggest fear that i that i want to that i want to i think that's every parent though Well, that's my biggest fear my biggest fear is that i want to make sure that my kids are set up and that they have a head on their shoulders and that they're not going to have to worry yeah and and i mean you know listen everyone's gonna have to worry there's always issues even if you have a billion dollar company you know you're you're not always a hundred percent happy, or you know, there's not always things you, know, you have. There's always things that you have to worry about. But my biggest fear is I want my kids taken care of, and I want them, like I want them to have the the same mind that I have now. Like I want them to make the proper decisions, and it feels so far away because they're so young, and there's such a long road to get them on their two feet. Like I want them married. I want them with kids. I want them. She's nine and he's five. I know. I know. But this, this, this is one here. What keeps me up at night that fear of flying. I don't care. This is what keeps me up at night. I want my kids to just have a good life. 
and I want to be around for as long as possible to make sure that that happens. Like, why do I come? Why do I work? That's it. That's it. Same. Same thing. I, I yeah. couldn't. I don't. I don't stay up at night over that. But I want to. Oh, be no, around. I, th- I think about it a lot. I think I about wa- it a lot. I want to be around long enough to set my kids up where I don't have to worry if mm-hmm. they're you know especially be especially because my daughter is behind the eight ball and she is mm-hmm. catching up now and she's doing she tremendous. Is. She's, Knock on she's wood. doing amazing and yep. it's amazing progress. But that's that's what that's what drives me mm-hmm. to get on that flight and leave them. That's what drives me to hundred percent to do what we do to sit on the phone for 14 hours a day mm-hmm. literally all day long yeah linkedin the phone putting ourselves out there this podcast even though i'm not doing the editing or anything like that you still have to hire them you have to do the copy edit you know there's there's so much involved just with this little portion of what we're doing and then on top of that we're having the busiest week of our lives right now at bls and it's being handled perfectly by this wonderful staff uh, this yeah our staff uh, we can't praise them enough we can't they're, they're I, unbelievable. I, I absolutely love them and when we say that we are family we are yes. and and we treat i don't even want to say employees but the, we, we treat the people that we work with like family because mm-hmm. it, it's it's the feeling that we get mm-hmm. it's what i want mm-hmm. i want a work family one big happy family of customers and of teammates and family fights too of course there's always normal and there's disagreements yeah but in the end and there's fallouts and people move on and and that's fine i want ultimately i want everybody to be happy Mm -hmm. but teamwork and you know the overall well-being of this company is that's what keeps me up at night right right this was a this was a really great podcast yeah how many, this is really how great. long do we go for? I have no idea. I don't really care. This is not a numbers game to me. Yeah. I just I love I sitting and talking to you. I can't. It does see. I don't think if Anthony was here, he would have gotten it for us. Yeah. Hold on. Let me see here. I think we should sign off though. Yeah, I think that was amazing. Listen, this thank was, you all for. Well, I just want to first thank the first eighty-eight people, and I know there's four of them was mine. Right? I watched it. My <laughs> yeah. son watched it. My daughter watched I wanna, it. I want to shout out and my wife watched to it. All the people that watched it and messaged me on LinkedIn and text messaged me and called me on the phone. Thank you guys. Thank you guys. You, you're the reason why there's an episode two, and I don't care if it doesn't get bigger than the first episode. We're just doing what we love. We're, yeah, and we're, we're just my like, brother and I are sitting and having a conversation. All we're doing is having this conversation with headphones and a microphone. We'd be having this conversation anyway. Right. For twenty years, we drove into Queens together, and we we yeah. shared a car, and because we owned the HOV lane, <laughs> and <laughs> and we would we would drive into Queens and we would sit and we would talk about these same things we were, we, we learned about we learned about the universe we learned about tony we did the tony robbins seminar yep. together we learned about all those you know the secret of the ages the power of your subconscious mind all those law of attraction books we we went through that that education and we we game plan yeah we, we game plan and we plan and nothing is by accident because right we are in constant thinking towards our goals and we're not afraid to change our minds like if this podcast doesn't work out or it has negative side effects, which I don't foresee happening, we'll cancel it and, and we'll do something different. Right. But you know, I, I don't, I hate being dogmatic about approaches. Mm-hmm. We're saying I'm all in on this. No. Well, I said that we're all in on JetBlue. You were fine with that. 
I'm for mint. now. Right, for now. What happens if they start messing up? We'll go back to Jet Smarter. Oh, please. <laughs> what a scam. <laughs> don't, don't badmouth companies, but, you know. Yeah, whatever. It was, it was nice not, to fly. Not, fly. We, we, were flying, we were flying from Westchester to Van Nuys for, for 500, 500 bucks. bucks on a G4. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. It was wonderful. And then all of a sudden they go, well, we're not making any money, so we might as well charge 9000 a seat or yeah, something was, like that. They just kept raising it. They kept raising the price. but It was fun while it lasted. And but it was. ultimately, I must say, JetBlue Mint, Delta, Comfort, and, and all those seats. It's just perfect. Way more comfortable than, than a flying private, private. Than a private plane. 100%. The JetBlue Mint seats those are better. Those flats? Oh, my God. Come on now. The, when we were flying private, it was fun, and it, you you skipped the lines. You get right onto mm-hmm. the plane. There was no waiting. And don't we weren't paying $90,000 round trip to fly private. So Correct. Don't, we were paying don't $500 a seat. Yeah. Right. We, Plus a membership fee. We got we got in at $10,000 for a membership fee for a family. Right. So they, they basically gave it to us, and we used that, and we flew so many times on that, and then all of a sudden, the prices just started going up and up and up and up. And it wasn't cost-effective for, for our company to pay that. So right. um, going from private, back to commercial um i'm shocked at how much of a scam the private planes are well no just jet smarter no 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 i'm talking about the comfort level the comfort of no. the actual seat you can't charge your phone you don't have to i'm serious <laughs> well, because you don't we, have listen, direct we were, TV. we were getting the older planes i'm sure the newer planes that are coming out now have all those bells and whistles sure but anyway we're we're getting off the topic here we're gonna sign off this is let's look at that camera there this is Oak and Bros podcast numero dos. I'm Eric. That's Michael. And uh, we really appreciate you guys tuning in. Thank you guys. This was fun. Bye-bye.